You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. It's Pharrell on a bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. The bad seed of broken native bad. I'm a little bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad actors. Bad taste. Bad lie. Bad dude. Bad breath. Bad attention. Bad vibes. It's CFO TV pod. Chicks dig me. Here we go. It's finally time for everyone to realize that Birchie is open. Birchie is one of my favorites of all time. He's a Boston sports fanatic. Birchie is a big Wall Street guy. Birchie made his fortune with all of its hedge fund friends. They're all evil and they're all alcoholics. They like to spend big, live big, eat big, party big, have sex big. They do everything bigger than you. They have more fun than you. Their lives are better than you. Their kids are better looking than yours. Their fun equates to having season tickets to everything. At one point... He decided that he was going to move back to Boston. Then his wife turned on him and she threatened to kill him. Therefore, he was forced to come back to New York. He hates it here because he likes Boston better. When he moved back to Boston, his family turned on him. The kids stopped loving him. The only thing they liked about it was that he took him to sporting events. He pretended like he had to do it for work. But in reality, the entire time he was trying to get back there for sports. Bertie, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. That just about sums it up. You would not deny those allegations that you lived here in northern New Jersey. You were a staple in my life and in our friends' lives. And then you left. And I am not wrong as to why you left. You left for a job that would be convenient for you in Boston, but it was for sports that you went back. (laughs) Just admit it. Uh, no. You're a liar. Now we know you're a liar. Well, that's what I do. I lie. I'd say 50-50 at this point. So how did it go? When you went back to Boston and you left New York where your family and everyone was rooted and all the kids had their friends and you took them to Boston and they lived there, were you happy? Were they happy? You know, Boston's a much smaller town. It's a much easier town. I loved it. We went to kind of a crappy house that I was going to rent for the time being. And at that age, all going into junior high, they all had a hard time. It was so hard seeing them go. With like friends and stuff? Yeah, I was like, just give me a year. If you don't like it, we'll go back. And they were like, all right, 
I'm out of here. <laughs> so they waited one year and then they all turned on you and said, let's go back. We had some stuff back home with other family members and stuff like that. Some uh, other personal stuff. But at the end of the day, they gave it a shot. It's hard to tell kids in junior high to leave. Describe to everyone your family tree as it's set up with the kids and the wife. Well, Alexa's in seventh, Christopher's in eighth, and uh, Mark's a freshman in high school. Mark was kind of the toughest one because he just didn't get to go to his eighth grade graduation where he used to be. But he was a Boston sports guy. They, they did like Boston sports. When you were in Boston and you took your kids who liked the Boston teams because you've, how should I put it, brainwashed them into becoming fans of your teams, which is unbelievable. Yep. You did too. Well, it was simple. With my kids, I told them that I would kill them if they didn't root for the <laughs> Steelers, Pirates, and Penguins. Right. It was right. a simple decision. Root for my teams or die. Right. Now, you had to brainwash your children into liking your teams, which is a different way of handling things. I handle things strong-arm. You handle it with love and caring, which is the simple sissy way to do it. How did that work out for you when you took them back and they were going to Boston sporting events and they were digging their trips to the games, they were enjoying themselves, and then the whole time they had their fascist plan to leave? You know what's funny? When they're kids, they're really into it. I don't know about you, but when they get to junior high, they just got caring about their fantasy teams. You know what I mean? You get more into sports figures. Like, they really like this guy from this team. Or they like KD. Or they like, uh, you know, Kyrie when he left. They still liked Kyrie. They kind of get into the players right. more as opposed to the team. Right. Do the boys get along with the girl? Or is she too old now for them? She's younger. They all get along real well. Oh, she's younger than them. So he's the big brother. He's the big one, yeah. So how old is one. he? He's 15. And how old are the other ones? 14 and 13. So it's their little sister? Yeah, they're good to her. I mean, they battle just like anybody else, but they look out for her they're great i tell you this has been a test these last 30 40 days sitting at home and they've gotten along really well so how has the pharaldemic affected your life the virus you've never been home that much because you're always so busy with your job i'll tell you the situation you know you always had to go into the city or you had to go to boston or you'd be traveling but now we always got these nice secure home setups you know for our jobs and everybody by rule had to go back your homes. I mean, like some guys could stay there. You know, some of our traders had to stay in town and, and just like any place else, we all had to go home and we have a very good secure network going. And I've never sat at home for like 40, 50 Do days. Do you like this. it? It's got its positives and negatives. You know, I eat well. I've lost 15 pounds. You know, you kind of go out for a living a little bit and you kind of took it easy, you know, on your liver, you know, right. <laughs> eating better. For some reason, I'm tired though every morning, maybe because I'm not actually moving and going places. Do you not exercise? I do. What do you do for exercise? I'm going walks have to work with Kathy. Wait a minute. This is the FOTB pop. We have to get down to business here. You know who goes for walks? My mother-in-law goes for walks. She's in her mid-80s. Yeah. My mother-in-law likes to drink martinis and then go for a walk. That's when you're staggering. You're not really walking. You're kind of swaying because you got a martini buzz. Right. I play seven days a week. And then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I train. So when it stopped and we got forced out of the gym, first of all, I have my Bowflex dumbbells. So I lift weights every day. Mm -hmm. You look good. I, I play basketball in the driveway yep. nonstop. But every morning, and believe me you, I have no fun doing this whatsoever. I go running. Oh, God. I have run, I think, close to 100 miles plus since this started. Yeah. I hate running. I'm old. I'm 54. I got <laughs> beat up hips and my legs are shot from playing basketball my whole life. I'm a fat ass. I'm 210. No, you're not. I'm in great shape for a 54-year-old, but I'm not in the kind of shape where I want to go jogging, okay? Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, I've lost 
probably 10 quality pounds. You look lean, man. Even though I should have lost 30 pounds because I've run over 100 miles. I can tell you I've run Isn't over 100 insane? miles. But I don't because I eat crap. I, I eat anything I see. I eat bags of popcorn. I eat ice cream. I eat donuts. You just saw me. I said, hey, Bertie, you want a donut? You're like, thanks. I just lost 20 pounds. Yeah, you're like, you want a coffee? You want a water? Yeah, but I'm not a wussy. Yeah, okay, so I eat donut, anything. A donut. Donuts, I'll eat 10 of them. Pizza, yeah. stromboli. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to get laid. Yeah. I don't have any rule changes yeah. because yeah. of the Pharrell-demic. Yeah. Yeah. But running is the worst thing in the world. So, so boring. When you're walking, do you ever ask yourself if you're a... I do. I do ask that to myself. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like the 70s again. You know, the simple things in life. Just after work, a walk with the family. I've never seen all these different people from my... I know, and you're waving I'm at like, them. I'm like, hi. You're like a politician. I haven't seen them in 15 years. You know? So you're waving at people you don't even know and saying hi, but you don't want no one to touch you. No one touching. No high five. And even with me, you gave me an elbow. Yeah, from a distance. You used to give me a hug. <laughs> I'm a hugger too, man. No, but we used to go to high school basketball playoff games. And we still can. You we know still mean? can yeah. if they ever if they have, have them again. Them. I enjoy going to basketball games with you. I love those high school school games love them love them to death i've been to everything with you i've been to patriots games with you i've been to just about Celts, everything haven't yeah, i yeah, celtics much. every pro game i don't think we've been to a college game together no but i think the sports in bergen county are second to none the football is the best i won't deny it love it but i like the basketball better oh yeah it's funny i go with my two sons and they like playing basketball and i said i don't know you guys got to work real hard if you ever want to play at this level <laughs> I mean, Do you know we saw you and i so saw good. a kid that played I only know his first name. His name is Matty. He played at Highlands. So we went to see him play Joe's one day, you and I. He's that big 6'6 center, yeah, uh, Matty something or another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he played in the men's league uh, Oh, okay. one season. He played. We got him to substitute and play in some games. And mm-hmm. he was really good. The kid can play, but he's soft. I remember you and I went to watch him play mm-hmm. one day at St. Joe's. I think he's going to Tulane now. Is that where he yeah, is? He yeah, he ended up at Tulane down on Bourbon Street. He doesn't play down there, though. Uh, no, but he played... All all through high school, and he just plays when he comes home for the summer. I know a guy around here at the local high school. So the head coach there, he's got two. One of them's six five guard, dropping twenty five a game, <laughs> and then he's got a six ten center. Yeah, they were in the Jamboree semifinals, and this six ten white boy, he turned him into a baller. The guy's no joke. He's six ten, and he can dunk standing, just literally standing at the rim. He can just dunk. So he's going D one too because he's six ten. 235. That's huge. And he's, he's as white and he's so as they come. He's like right from the suburbs, like rich mom and dad. But so I saw the kid one day. I play with him. And I saw him at uh, Chipotle with his friends, the team. And so I walked up to him and he knew who I was because he knows I ball. And all of his friends ball with me. And I saw the kid and he looked over at me and I looked at him and I knew the star guard. That's This kid's no joke. He light you up like a Christmas tree, like a bong. And so I see him eating at Chipotle and I walked over to him and I go, what's going on? He goes, Hey, Mr. Pharrell, how's it going? I'm going, listen, dude, you're a pussy. I just wanted to tell you. I go, I don't understand you. I really don't. I go, why don't you just turn around and take that ball and shove it down someone's throat in that low block? Get the ball and turn around and dunk it in someone's face. So fast forward a year, and he's just ruthless now, dunking, blocking shots. He's going D1. And so I told the coach one day, I saw him in the locker room at the gym, and I said, you did a great job with that kid. You really turned him into a man because he was a total puss when he first started playing. He'll be a senior next year, and he's being recruited by D1 schools left and right. You and I will go watch him play. He is no joke. I mean, he's got the frame. They went like 24-4, and four, bro. Yeah. They made it to the semis of the Jamboree. They're no joke, and it's because of these two players. And so I saw him one day, and I go, I'm glad you finally learned how to turn around and throw it down. Yeah, right. Because I told him right to his face one day, you ain't going to make it being such a bitch. 
You got to you got to dunk. If I was 6'10", 240, I'm going to throw down on your face and I'm going to make you hate me. I mean, some of these kids, look at the kid who went to Rutgers. Harper's kid. Harper's, he's big. Did I you mean, see the size of his ass? He could be D-end or something. He's got an ass on him like a chick at the disco. I mean, we watched him a year ago and he was big. Now he is just. You remember when he was at Bosco? Oh, yeah, he was so nasty. So now I'm good so friends strong. with that AD at Bosco, oh, Brian yeah, something yeah, or another. Yeah, he's yeah. a really cool guy, yeah, bald yeah. guy. Yep. I go see the hockey team play. Have you ever gone out there to that hockey arena to watch the high school? The ice house? Bergen Catholic. He's got a kid playing for him. His name is Aaron Menenian. He is the best hockey player in the state of New Jersey. Bar none. Number one rated. Scouting Central. He's got offers to play at Harvard, Boston College, BU, Northeastern, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame to play hockey. You know where the kid's going? I think he's going to Michigan. He's going to Michigan to play for the Blue in the Big Ten. I'm like... You know as well as I do. Should be going to Harvard. They're saying that he's going to be a top 10 pick in the NHL when it's his time. Meanwhile, the kid's a sophomore. So I go over there by myself. And he was the fastest kid on the ice. And he had the best hands. Ridiculous. The best eyes. The best vision. He was the number one center. Meanwhile, he's like a winger. First shift. Drop the puck. Guy gets the puck. Off the face off. Someone turns it over. Here he comes, swooping in. Gets a shot on. Misses. High riser from 25 feet out. Just wicked like Bobby Orr. Whap! He snapped it and it went whizzing by the goalie's head. The kid was scared to death. And I was like, holy shack. And I'm like, he's got it. And then the rest of the game, they like doubled him. And he never had any space. And he never had any room to do anything. And he never did anything. And they got their ass beat. They lost the game literally like 7-2. to two. Bosco kicked their Bosco's ass. Bosco's fantastic. But they really are. Have you ever gone to one of their games? They got like really cool uniforms. The whole deal. They got, got the heavy D- be on the side. Going. So you go to Boston and you're where you want to be. You grew up there. You love these teams. And then your boy finally decided to leave the Patriots. Like after all the wonderful, happy, joyous championships and rings and playoff games and 12, 13, 14 win seasons, your season ticket holder, you're there for every game, 50 yard line, loving life. You got your crew you go to the games with. You're on cloud 11. Forget about nine. It was a run. You went on 10 and 11. You were up on the stratosphere of fandom with the Patriots. What did it feel like when he decided to leave? Well, you know what? It wasn't like, you know, it's like earnings after the bell. It wasn't a total shock. I mean, I listen to you, and when I'm in my car, I listen to the radio, I listen to the Boston Sports Radio, and they talk about it every day, every scenario. And then this one guy down in Tampa, everybody has a guy and a friend and this and that, and he's just like, Brady's going to Tampa. I'm like, no way. He's like, you watch in two weeks, he's going to sign. And he did, and was I shocked? No. And from other people I talked to, Belichick was like, listen, we'll pay you 20, 25 for one year, or, but you're going to compete for the position, you know, like kind of like everybody else does on that team. When Brady heard that, I guess that's when he's like, I'm going looking and two real teams are interested in him. You know, I think it was the Chargers, Chargers and, and the Bucks, you know, and there was rumors about the Cowboys and all this other stuff. Can you imagine him having to compete for the starting job after you go to nine Super Bowls? But that's what he does. I wouldn't want to work for him anymore either. Yeah. You know what? It happens all the time. I mean, how many times you see like Montana, you know, Donnie, you you know, with the Charger uniform. I mean, they all do it. So here's the deal. He will not have to deal with that in Tampa. He knows who's the boss in Tampa for two years, him. Yeah. He's not trying out for anything. I think he's saying who's going to be drafted. Do you really think they were going to make him try to earn the job? That was the word. You know, he wanted Stidham or, you know, he's going to look in the draft to somebody else. I think that their quarterback situation now, any way you (laughs) slice it, is bleak. Yeah. You can sell me all you want on Stidham and Hoyer. It is bleak. I've never seen anything like this. It's changed everything. 
everything. That guy leaving has changed everything. Oh, my God. And they got rid of all their linebackers, like in one felt swoop. I mean, they got rid of Collins. Collins, I mean. Vanoy. Roberts. You know, see ya, see ya, see ya. The big three. Three of the four linebackers are gone. The uh, safeties are old. The McCordy twins are old. And then you didn't really have any receivers to begin with. No. It's funny. Last year, they went from the best team of all time. Literally, think about the talk last year. The defense had a nickname, and they were 8 no, whatever. This is the best team in the 20-year history. And then within a couple of weeks, they fell apart. <laughs> yeah, and now... I couldn't believe that they lost in the playoffs at home. I couldn't believe it. First of all, I couldn't believe that they had to play a wild card game. They had to play a wild card because they blew that last game of the season. Who was it? The Dolphins did it to them? Yeah, the Dolphins beat them last game of the season. Right, so that's lost. how they lost the bye. Yeah, they lost the bye. And that was everything right there. Did you know then that it was over? Did you think that the dynasty was over that day? I did. I- or did you think that they were going to go into the wild card game, win, and then go on the road for the divisional semi? Yes. <laughs> so you thought they were going to win? I did. You know, you know, typical Patriots back against the wall. That's when they're at their best. And they just didn't. And at the end of the day, I just don't think it's they didn't have a tight end, you know? Well, they don't, but we'll talk about him. Tackle Let's talk a, about him in a minute. Yeah, and a fullback. Because he didn't play anyway. And we all know you're talking about Gronk. He didn't play anyway, so no. he had already done you. So he earned three rings with the Patriots. So God bless him. He was incredible Unreal. playing for the New England Patriots. There's no denying it. He's a badass. So he ends up. After the fact, after it's all said and done, he ends up with Brady in Tampa, which is amazing in itself. But we'll talk about that in a minute. When you went to the game, and you were at that game, and Henry was running down your throat. Unbelievable. And Ryan Tannehill, who you had absolutely bitch slapped for years in Miami. I mean, let's face facts. That guy never beat you. Not in seven years. Like, are you kidding me? Like, Ryan Tannehill, here's what I did. When I saw they were playing him, I ran to my bookie. I ran (laughs) naked down the street with the money. Because all they did was make you money, the Patriots. So you go to the game, season ticket holder, you're at the game, and you're watching Tannehill and Henry absolutely just take over the game, and you're sitting there with your, you know, buddies. What were you thinking? You know what I was thinking when I saw that happening? You know, with Vrabel, who I loved as a player, and I do like him as a coach. Other players and coaches leave. I do follow him, because I hope they do well, because I love Vrabel. He made that team look like the Patriots. He made Tannehill look like Brady when he was young. Just make several plays. Don't mess up. You know, this is what you got to do. That pass down the seam for the touchdown, and he gave the fist pump. Like, you know, don't do anything wrong. You know, he has that linebacker who kind of reminded me of Brewski, that thug he had. Don't screw it up. And what did you think of Henry running down your throat? He just was unstoppable. I mean, he was unstoppable. I mean, our defense looked old. When you left that game and got in your car and drove home, did you head home to New York after that? I stayed in town. You stayed the night. And so what, you you went to uh, a hotel? You know, I work work out of Boston all the time. So you stayed and you went to work Monday. What did you do Sunday? Did you want to kill yourself? I went to see my parents. Did you guys suffer in it? Did you sit around stewing about it? I didn't think that team was going anywhere anyways at the end of the season they kind of might like remember in 08 they lost to the ravens the ravens ran them over same right. way after you win that much after you win that many super bowls and after you go to that many super bowls nine super bowls and you lose a wild card game at yeah. home you're gonna sit here and tell me that it didn't freak you out you're just like it's no big deal they just didn't have it season over wash your hands go to work monday forget about yeah, it yeah i wouldn't have gone to see my parents i would have told them <laughs> to have a sandwich and then i may have called off work monday too i thought they were gonna win that game when too. steelers lose in the playoffs i want to kill myself but i mean you won that many super bowls how do you not have some kind of devastation you have to be lying to me well you know what they won it the year Are you before. lying to me not at all i wasn't devastated. Are you lying on the fotb pod i'm not lying to you i thought they were going to win that game i really did but they did not i mean they look old to me they look beat up 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Do you think that the Bruins, they own the Leafs, and the only team that can even run with them in the East right now, legitimately run with them, at best, is Tampa Bay, who is having a really good season. They were really tough, but they're really tough. But last year, they got swept in the playoffs. It was embarrassing. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe it, but they got a chip on their shoulder. I went to watch them play Vegas, and it was a great game. They lost, but it was the best hockey game I've seen in a long time. It was like 8-5. But the Vegas team was really impressive. Tampa moved the puck better than Vegas and lost. They were all over the ice, cycling, getting shots, having every chance in the world. They just couldn't score that night on Flurry. But it was a big high-scoring game, but I thought it'd be a rematch of those two teams in the finals. The only other team I think that can even remotely say that they're in it with a shot is, frankly, for me, is the Penguins and Flyers because they were playing pretty good hockey. Maybe an outsider looking in was getting hot was the Rangers, but they weren't going to win the Stanley Cup. They weren't going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Capitals, maybe, maybe, but I think Boston had a really good shot to go. I think it was going to come down to Tampa and Boston. Whoever wins that series would be the one that goes to the Stanley Cup Finals. You know what's funny? Like the next month, if they were still playing, it's just some team comes out of nowhere. It seems like that's just big and tough, like the Blues. Like I didn't think the Blues were going to win the Cup or even beat the Bruins. It was, it was last year. Oh. They might very well go back and win it again. Maybe they just start getting off their ass towards the end of the season. Do you think they'll play a Stanley Cup and an NBA Finals, or do you think it's over? Not in the way it's always been done. So you think at best it's going to be baseball and football? It's so funny. You know, my job, you're constantly looking at the news, constantly looking at Bloomberg. Uh, Socks get affected. And the stuff started coming out about COVID. COVID's coming in, da 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 then you see the Ivy Leagues just canceling school for the year. And they got to know something. Right. They're very smart. They're smarter than yeah. us. <laughs> that was the first thing that said, like, really? And then the pro sports. like My buddy's a coach at Princeton. Immediately, the pro sports were canceled. Like, canceled. You know what I mean? They were the first to cancel sports. They were playing the Ivy League basketball conference tournament was starting. And they canceled it. And they canceled the rest of the tournament and season. And it was over. And then everybody, I was still playing ball that weekend with him, who's an assistant coach at Princeton. 
Princeton. He played at Bergen Catholic. He's a great player, and he coaches there. He's coached there for two years. His name's Ryan Matthews. He's on the staff. He started as, like, director of film, and then he became the basketball ops guy for Princeton basketball. And he's on the staff. He's got a great gig. But they canceled it first. Then everything fell apart. Do you think that we'll see a baseball season and college football and pro football, but you sound like a guy that, to me, is leaning toward there won't be a Stanley Cup or an NBA final. Well, you know what? I just heard that Michigan gave everybody their money back for college football tickets. I don't know if you, you probably know more than me. It sounds like next year is already not happening. In I just paid level. for my Steelers season tickets. <laughs> I did, too. I gave the Patriots. So my week. dad died, and I got oh, yeah, the right. Steelers right. season tickets for life. So that was the one thing I got. I I'm very excited kid. about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm going to do is when I'm at the Steeler game, uh, with like Gunner or one of my buddies, what I'm going to do is, you know how when the camera pans over and they show fans and they all wave at the camera and wave their terrible towels? What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the finger <laughs> in Boston. I'm going to go like this right on. I think CBS got those AFC games. I'm going to give you a gigantic Pharrell U <laughs> right in Boston as you're freezing your ass off and they're going seven and nine. There's a guy who works with me in Boston. This guy, Kane Waller. He's from Pittsburgh hugest fan of the Steelers. Pittsburgh through and through. I'm like, wants to meet you so bad. He's a great But you fan. guys have owned the Steelers. It's kind of crazy. It's I want revenge nuts. on yeah. you guys. They probably cheated because some of those Steeler teams back in the day and now it was so good. They were unbelievable. Steelers have a pretty good defense. Their offense. I went to see them play the Jets. It was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. I thought they were I terrible. Did, they did a great job with that nutty receiver. God, I can't believe how well they kept him in check now that I see how crazy. Oh, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. I mean, got to hand it to the team and uh, Ben Roethlisberger. How bad did he turn into a freak? He played for you guys for a week. He went off the rails, man. I think he could have helped the Patriots. Oh, no doubt about it. In the first game he played, he scored a touchdown. <laughs> right? He played the game in Miami. Didn't he score the first time he... He is the best athlete, well, not anymore, in the league. And he's not in the league anymore. It's crazy because he lost his mind. He lost his do mind. you think he had CTE? I do. That there's something wrong with him. He has that look in his eyes. The crazy eyes? You know, like a boxer gets. You know what I mean? He wasn't like that three years ago. I think somebody told me the other day that he's having another kid with some chick. Like that he's had nothing but problems with. Oh, the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah, crazy yeah. one. He's had all kinds of problems with this chick, right? And I think they're having another kid. And people are like, you got to be kidding me, dude. Really? You're going to do that again? He's like pulling a Cromarty. Uh, so, New Jersey. <laughs> so last but not least, um, are you excited about, uh, even though they may not play, the Celtics with uh, Jason Tatum's a badass? I love the Celtics, man. I think they're the most exciting thing going on right now in town for the time being. It was tough to watch them over the years, I'll be completely honest with you, but I love this good young team. And i tell you, when Kyrie came, we were there watching him the whole season, and, and he is probably one of the best Sean players. Sean Grandy's a friend of mine, and he does the Celtic games on uh, the play-by-play and he just loves those guys and he loves Stevens. They're young. He's really a big fan of Brad Stevens. You know, Brad Stevens, I think has done a good job in Boston but they haven't won it. You can do a good job all you want. In this day and age, you're judged by winning titles. And if you don't win it, at some point, are they going to stop saying he's so good? Because everybody says he's one of the best coaches in the league, hottest coach in the league. People love Brad Steen, just such a hot commodity. But he hasn't brought him anything. It's funny. A buddy of mine, Matt O'Malley, took me to a thing in Boston when I was living there. And uh, we went to Steven's house for an event for a charity. And he did Q&A with people. He, he couldn't have been a cooler guy. And they were like, if you didn't get screwed and won that seventh game, could you have beat Golden State? And he was like, 
like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> they lose to Toronto or Philly. And they lost to uh, Toronto. They beat Philly. And he's like, there's no way we would have beat them. They say they were way better than us. We're not there yet. It was when Kyrie was hurt. You do your De Niro impressions. Have you been doing De Niro impressions during the Pharrell Demick crisis? Or have you just been letting yourself go? You haven't shaved in a month and a half. I'm more like the deer hunter. I mean, you look like, do you play Russian roulette in the backyard or anything like deer it's hunter? Easy. Come on. You can do it. Come on, Johnny. Come on. You remember that movie? So I tried to get my son to watch it the other day, and he goes, bro, that's like 1974, dude. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. well, that has nothing to do with whether or not it's a great movie. My goatee's going down real low, and we're on Zoom, and everybody's on cameras together, and guy's like, you're looking like the deer hunter. I've never heard that before, with the goatee getting real long. I haven't shaved this long from my whole you life. You have really let yourself yeah, go. Yeah. There's hair yeah, sticking yeah. out of the side <laughs> of your neck. Like, I mean, I, I shave just once a week, but I'm, I have to go on TV though now. I can't look like that. You know what? For some stupid reason, I'm just letting it go. Do you like having to work from home and not have to go to an office? There is positives to it. Are you, do is. you believe that the market will come back? I can't answer that. Because it went down pretty low. It got down to like 20, right? 19? Did it get down there? It was down 40%. I can't say to anybody what to do. But it came back to like 24, didn't it? What are you talking about? The S&P or the... The, the, the Dow, Dow Jones was at 32, 33-ish, and it got down like 20 20 and, and then it went back 20, up to 26 27,000 right but that's it pretty back good. 20% and when it was down at the lows half of it came back yeah half of it came back when people are like, what should I do I'm like I can't tell you what but to do. so do the opposite of what I say do you believe in buying when it's that low a lot of the big shots say to buy well I mean the banks and all those places say to buy things when they're that low and they say there'll be recovery and there's so much do you believe that I, I can't say anything I go by what I read like everybody else so the only thing you gamble on is sports you no, won't even I do. you won't admit no, I to trade knowing anything about the stock market i don't get a but you've made a killing on wall street no i have not yes you are you're a liar you're a liar i'm from boston i'm a liar you become a country musician (laughs) you've like you look like (laughs) willie nelson you started smoking (laughs) weed i mean what is going on i want to make it clear that i am not a good trader i'm not giving you're a disaster so is your family love you again now that you've come home we're getting along well yeah yeah so they always did but just hard but they're happy that you came back are you are you happy i love seeing you so but what do you do, do hey you- listen i love new jersey i love my town the taxes are kind of high kind of annoying it's bad i hate new york but isn't city it bad in boston yeah, yeah it is it is just new york city's tough before this whole pandemic came in i'm i'd be on the e-train every day i'm like there's got to be something on this train it's just all filled oh it's disgusting i won't even get on, it. on the- i won't even go on it it's, it's really like so when they when we got to go back in i'm like do i gotta get on the e-train no. or port authority <laughs> i park on 48th where i used to for howard stern and i walk down to the garden because i do Friday show at the Garden. Right. I do it in the Renaissance on 35th yeah, and 7th. I know exactly what you're There's talking about. There's a bar on the fifth floor called Versa. And that's where the TV studio is, right in the middle of the bar. There's a big, giant glass bubble. I'm the boy in the bubble. I'm in there doing TV. John Travolta. You got to come by there yeah. and see the show. I would love to. On a Friday, hit happy hour, because I'm on 4 to 6, and then I'm off 6 to 7, so you can tie one on from 4 to 6, and then 6 to 7, you can hang out with me. I'm on uh, 54th and Madison. You can walk right down there. It's one stop. Were you always at 54th and Madison? No, we were on 45th and Madison. We moved up there like... Uh, three years ago great neighborhood do you remember when you had your birthday party i think it was your 40th My 40th birthday party that's how long ago that was how old are you now i'm 50 so 10 years ago i went to that party you did the voiceovers for me it was near 34th and lax somewhere over there kathy rented out the sherborne roof those are different times like 40th and lax and or it was, something and it was yeah it was 40th and lax it was raining so hard it all got canceled upstairs and, and it had to be in the basement but it was a great party oh it was fantastic it was fun i was hurting for like two three can days. you believe that that was 10 years so now you're 50 50 years old man yeah did you have like a 50 
50th birthday party I or did, something? Like as soon as I moved back, you know. Over oh, so that was great. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the invite. We had a <laughs> really good invited. time. Uh, we had a really good time. <laughs> I don't even know what happened there. It wasn't like the 40th. What, where was it? Arcola. Was I working or something? I, I probably Kathy had to be working. Me, uh, yeah, you. It, it was at like six in the afternoon. When was that birthday? What what month? June. Okay, so it was last June, and I was on. I was still on the radio before. I, I know she talked. So I quit at uh, Christmas. I quit the day after Christmas, uh, or I signed my TV deal the day after Christmas, and then just for good measure, I quit on the air like seven days into the new year. Quit that well, day. I started the new year for them because they had screwed me so bad. <laughs> they screwed me so bad that they thought they played the game and screwed me and given me a gigantic pay cut and got yeah. away with it. Yeah. So I yeah. let them announce their new lineup. <laughs> You know, Jim Rome, uh, Pat McAfee, Pharrell, get all their sponsors excited. And then seven days later, I quit just so I could screw up their new year. That was my plan. It's called Return of Serve, John McEnroe style. Cross court. Do you talk to Rome still? I don't talk to anyone still, but I'm friends with all those guys. I don't have anything bad to say about my colleagues at all. I enjoyed my time there. I had a great run. Never had one problem. It was a great gig. Great audience. I was in 250 cities, whatever. The suits tried to play me and I played them back. So sometimes, you know, in business, you can screw someone over until they screw you back. Right, right. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for because that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And how about this? Yeah. yeah. Four months later, they fired 30% of their workforce and they gave 100% of the rest of them pay cuts. I would have lost 50% of my salary. First pay cut would have been 20. Second one was 20 and I get my agent 10. That's 50. Imagine losing half your salary right now. How, how would that go over with Kathy? Not too good. So instead, I, mean, I doubled my salary fantastic. going to TV. Mm-hmm. And then that was four months before that I left for that. Four months later, everyone there got pay cuts and the rest of them got fired. So who's the sucker? Good for you, man. Who's the sucker? Not you. So yeah. it was one of the best moves I ever made made based on based on at the time i'm just saying it could happen to me tomorrow i could get screwed but based on knowing the business when a new owner came in and bought cbs for three billion i knew that they would change everything bring in all their own suits fire all the suits that were in place everyone's contracts would run out and then when they got new contract offers they'd be crappy right i never thought that they would make me such a bad offer. Yeah. I just thought they would give me a bad offer, like a pay cut, and that would be it. But they were really going to do me for 50%. And so I'm not having it. I knew it was coming because I knew that when my contract ran out, they were going to give me their offer, what right. they thought I was worth. Right. And the new bosses, it's like a new coach, new GM, new owner. They don't keep the same players and same coach and same stuff. Yeah. They clean house. Yeah. So I knew they were going to clean. They fired all my bosses. I go, well, they've already gotten rid of the people that brought me here. So now I answer to some new guys. The new guys are the ones that tried to do me. So instead, I did them. And then I slept with their wives. (laughs) And I got to say, only two of them were good in bed. I just wanted to say That's why they came back to... Scotty Farrell. They, they all wanted you, Birchie, at one point. But once you started growing the hair out of the I side know, of your neck, uh, less action. You're getting less action. You used to get all the girls. I look like Howard Hughes right now. Now they're scared of you. They're like, who's the creepy guy walking with the kids in the neighborhood? Well, with it's the good guitar? for social distancing, like for us right now, 12, 12 feet away. Did anyone say anything that you have your guitar strapped your back while you're walking in the neighborhood? <laughs> you're like John Bon Jovi. You know, people asking for requests. I mean, having this whole pandemic during this time with social media is unbelievable. My 
cousins are hitting me. My parents are on Facebook now. Like, play a song for dad. You See know? that? That's you all. You know, it's actually kind of nice. You're very popular. Happening. Is there a place where people can go watch this stuff? Uh, just it's on. I'm on IGTV on uh, on uh, Instagram. All my stuff just goes See Birch one two one two. So do you still go with the nickname Birchy? Is yeah, open? pretty much. Pretty much. Birchy is open. Everybody pretty much calls me that. Yeah. Birchy is. Bernie open. is an old nickname I had growing up. What is that? Bernie. My mother's name is Bernie, and so Bernie they called Carbo, you Bernie. I, I know, and Bernie Carbo. Like Bernie Carbo. That was nicknamed after him, and they thought it was funny. My so mother's name So when did you get Birchy is open? You know what? When I was opening up Twitter when it first started out, I didn't know what the hell it was. Does the Twitter handle say Birchy is Birchie open? Birchy is open because <laughs> I just thought that's what it meant. I think that's the greatest nickname <laughs> ever. You're kind of like Cardi B, you know, like Bacardi, but you couldn't fit everything. You're I like, kind of like that chick. She, I, oh, yeah. I think she's a hoe. I like her. She's smarter than you think. She you know is I mean? evil. My son hates her and thinks she's terrible. I really? actually like some of her uh, songs. I think they're really funny. My kids. I sing her. rap with my yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, sing yeah. her songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell anyone. She's a Bronx girl. But Birchie is open. Is still yeah. in business. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not the biggest Twitter guy. But I'm you've not the been a legend on the bench. You've been a legend on my I'm radio legend, show. Yeah, yeah. You've always called in. Did you know we're on SB Nation Radio now nationally? Yes, I do. So yeah. we're both on. Tell me more. We're on Sports Grid. The show's on every day, coast to coast, four to six. And then usually I do seven to nine in game live. But since the Pharrell Demick started, we don't do that show. We just do the four to six, coast to coast. And then I do this show, Pharrell and Events. So both of those are on iTunes. All right. Coast to coast is on, as a matter of fact, okay. uh, every day, four to six on SB Nation Radio. That's a national network out of Houston, Texas. And it's very exciting. And we're on in Boston. We're on everywhere. I'm on in Pittsburgh, and really, that's all that matters, Boston and Pittsburgh. And then we're on in just a lot of cities. It's really cool. So I'm glad you got to do the yeah, Front on the Bench podcast. Are you stoked? you feel better now? I love it. You blew me off like five times. Well, you know, I'm busy. You know what I mean? Busy jamming out, playing tunes, writing songs. Do you, you know? feel safer when you go down the shore and hide from all the people up here with illness and oh, disease? supposedly no cases down there No all. cases. Not like, like 10 cases. So you just go down to the shore. This is the highest area in the country. So the right worst now. thing that's happening to you since it started is sitting five feet from me probably yeah we're 10 we're 12 feet but when you're going to the shore you feel safe i feel safe and then when you're down there does your music inspire you You start writing songs music like bruce springsteen it it all comes to me yeah Yeah. do you get any leg when you're down there does does your wife have any relations (laughs) is it hard to get laid when you have kids with you all the time yes very hard yes Yes. i got one in today did you really very impressive effort by me before everyone got out of bed yeah did really yeah by who strong move 34 (laughs) c Strong move. You can see what I did. Yeah, there. yeah, I just did. Yeah. She's never recovered. Yeah. She hasn't recovered. Can't even recover. Well, Birchie, great job. Yeah, Birchie man. is open. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, I, I loved it. having you on the podcast. Hey, we got to get you on Coast to Coast on the TV show. All That'll right, be your man. next stop. Would love to. Hey, man, I enjoy, you know, having this time together during this very, we'll never forget this time. I'm giving a fist pump in the air to you from a distance. Great interview with the Falcons the other day. Oh, you, you like the meet yeah, Fantastic. And then I had a really good yeah. one with Romanowski. Yeah, Romanowski. And, uh, but he was a badass. We'll get you on when the Patriots are back. Back to their old Three school losing days. <laughs> we'll get you on when they don't matter anymore. How's Sounds that good, sound? man. All right, hey, great right. job, Birchie. All right, thanks, man. There thanks he is. For it's Birchie yeah. is open. Chris Birch, rock star on Wall Street, big Boston sports fan on the Pharrell on a Bench podcast. I got who. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you heard that Gronkowski had been traded to the Buccaneers and that he was going to come out of retirement from his beach parties and his nudity and his wrestling and his cruises and his rock and roll Elvis lifestyle. I'm really sick of his act, to be honest. Oh, now you don't like him. No, I don't like him now, no. I'll be honest with you, I'm getting pretty sick of his act. Oh, wait, so the guy (laughs) that brought you three Super Bowls, the greatest tight end that ever lived, now all of a sudden you don't like him? And what did you think when you heard he went to play with Brady? What was the first thing you thought? Uh, to be honest with you, that one guy who told me about Brady, my buddy, he told me Gronk's going like in a week. I'm like, now you're just getting carried away. Does he know anything else like stock tips or anything <laughs> for us? Does he, he just has a buddy in Tampa. I don't know who it is. So I was kind of figuring out like maybe he's right about this. I mean, got to remember, he didn't play last year. The year before, he was so dinged up. He was beat up. He couldn't even do anything the Didn't year he like before. break his elbow or something? He's had like 20 surgeries, dude. I mean, he's going to be refreshed. He's going to be a force. I think, you know, him and Brady, not only are two best players in Patriots franchise history, I would say, but probably two best players in history at their position, you know? You know what it reminds me of? It's simple. It reminds me of a drug addict that gets sober. Let's say a guy does blow for 10 years and he gives it up for three years or something like that. Would that guy, when he goes back to using, doesn't he go right back to where he was? Don't you think that Gronkowski got all those injuries, that he got healthy, but in like six weeks, he's just going to be back to being all banged up again because the same problems are going to recur because his body said, I can't do this anymore. You take a year off, you get totally healthy. He lost 35 pounds. He's, he's got to so get skinny. muscle. He doesn't even look like a football he player anymore. He looks like anymore. a boy band right now. Right, he right? is. So he's got to gain muscle again and get back into it. And then six weeks into it, I'll bet my life he's got the same problems again. Just like a drug addict. Yeah. That's a great analogy. I never thought of it. I mean, that's what happens. Like, so a guy uh, has a knee injury, right? And he sits out a year or a guy has an Achilles tear. He sits out a year. Is the guy ever the same? They come back a year refreshed and Whitney's doing okay. He sucks. (laughs) Okay. He's finished. He's so finished. He was terrible in the booth and his season was average at best. And now he's going to play somewhere else. And that's going to be even worse. What do you think? It's going to get any better. Here's the deal, bro. You're washed. 
get a clue and please spare us. Don't go back in the booth. You are awful. He was so much better on the field as a player. I think his year in the booth was maybe one of the worst debacles in broadcasting history. He was terrible. Sell cars or something like that. So now that Gronkowski and Brady are playing in Tampa, are you going to hate them forever? No, I'm not going to hate them forever. Are you going to watch them? I will watch them for sure. Absolutely. Will they be your NFC team or there's no such thing? Not at all. I'm Patriots. But there's no such thing? No such thing. Do you have two teams that you root for in football? No. Just one? Just one. You don't care about the NFC at all? No. So you won't keep an eye on Tampa Bay? Oh, absolutely. I watch everything. Do you think that Tom Brady's legs are actually filled with cement? Now they are. He's as slow as a mule. The game has changed. It's funny. I watched a great special with the kids the other day on Michael Vick. They could not believe that 30 for 30. Yeah, it was great. He was so fast. They were like, look how fast he is. I'm like, dude, he was the fastest thing. Don't be like him. But the game's changed. 6-1, Got to be mobile. You're not running around like Michael Vick, but you got to get the 10-yard slides. And I just think they were building that line around him so much. Dante Skarnecchia was doing such a good job those last two years. And Brady's still good. He's going to do good down there. But I think he just wants the mobile quarterback. So, Do you think he can drop back in the pocket and get rid of the ball as fast as he used to get rid of the ball in, in Boston? You still think he can do it? I do. I do. So you believe as a bet that it's a good bet to go bet like all those morons that bet on the Cleveland Browns last year to win the Super Bowl yeah, at the beginning of the season. The whole world. They were the number one bet team to win the Super Bowl. Oh, my Bowl. God. Yeah. They can't even make a wild card game. But Tampa, I think, is a different beast altogether. Do you think it's a good future bet to bet on them to win the Super Bowl? No, not at all. Not at all. Not, not at even. All. Not at all. Not you don't all. like that bet at all, no not, matter what not it at is. All. What are the odds? I don't even well, know if they play. <laughs> right now, it's like 18-1, to 1, but they were 40 or 50. 50 to 1, but now with Brady, it went down to like 20 to 1, and then Gronk, I think it went down even further. Will they win the South? Yes. Will they win the NFC South? Yes. So you think they'll be better than the Saints with Breeze? I think so, yeah. So do you think Breeze is shot? I think he's getting there. He never does well in the playoffs at this age. So you think that the future of the game is like Lamar Jackson running around? No question. And Kyler Murray. And Vrabel. And I don't think we'll see Tua Tagovailoa for a year, but he's like a faster left-handed Steve Young, way faster and more agile. Do you think the game is evolving into all quarterbacks are that way now? I think the DNs now are so freaking fast that the quarterback's got to be quicker. Like Bledsoe back, everything's with the Patriots. Bledsoe was that. And the pocket guy like Marino. And I just think he was too slow and wasn't figuring things out, processing properly either. But he was like, you got to get him out of the pocket. Do you think that Ben Roethlisberger, after elbow surgery, is shot? Do you think he's going to come back at, at his age? He's different because he's big and strong and can launch Do you it think and, that Philip Rivers is shot? I do. So you don't think that he'll do well with that line in Indy? I don't. I don't. So you don't think that what he had on that team last year in Los Angeles was a garbage line with great receivers and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. He had great receivers, but had a trash line, no running game whatsoever, no defense. That was a playoff team. Then all of a sudden they went right into hell. You think that it was all his fault because people said he was throwing docks and that he was shot and his career was over. He's only 38. You think he's shot? I, f- I followed him a lot last year, like on the dish and you know, if I was watching a bar or something like that. He blew so many games, like it was bad into I just don't think he knows how to process the game. So is Stidham your starter or will Hoyer be your starter? I think he's going to start with Hoyer for the time. Oh, so Hoyer will be the guy. I don't even know if they know who's going to be the starting quarterback. And what do you think the Patriots record will be with Brian Hoyer as your quarterback? Seven and nine, maybe something like that. So you think it's going right to hell? They're going right from the nine Super Bowls to hell. They're not even going to win the division. Unless they make some moves. I don't know. So who wins the division? Is it the Bills or the Jets? 
You don't seriously think the Dolphins are going to win the division? I think the Bills will win the division. Because the Dolphins were still a five-win team. I'm going to be jacked soon, though. I like them down But I don't think Tua's like playing. Them. I don't. The kid Jackson was the eighth-rated. I like that coach. I too. think the kid from Auburn, the, the corner they got from Auburn. I'm not sold. He's another one that was like rated eight at his position. I think they could have done way better. You're in the first round, and you're yanking guys rated eight, nine, tenth at their position when there were guys on the table that were third and fourth ranked yeah. at those positions. Positions. Yeah. And, you know, you pick a guy because he goes to USC over a guy that goes to Boise. Meanwhile, Boise's got a better football program than USC now. That's all there is to it. You pass on a kid that's rated third in the draft at his position. The guy can play tackle or guard on either side of the ball. And you take some guy that they say is average at everything he does as the guy to protect Tua. That kid Jackson, he got absolutely mauled in his reviews of, of his skills. Everything. Pass blocking, run blocking, up front, hands on, the whole deal. He got average. Room to grow. Development. <laughs> he could, he could someday. I'm not drafting guys like that. In the first round, I want guys to get it done. So I'm not buying them at all. I think the team to worry about in that division is the Bills. They got the best defense, and I like Josh Allen. Great coach. I love the coach. I like McDermott. Their defense is tough. A lot of studs. They gave the Patriots some problems. Let's put it this way. They're right there. The fact that the Pats won that game blows my mind. That kid blew it. But he's young, man. He's- so what happened when you found out that the entire 2018 Red Sox World Championship was uh, <laughs> because they cheat? What did you think? Did your family finally admit to you that they didn't love you because you root for cheaters and that Alex Cora brought his Houston style based cheating system to Boston and that they won the World Series because they cheat that didn't affect you in any way you just don't believe it or no I do it's funny he was the bench coach and they brought him in and it's funny if you're out of town you got to watch him on MLB and sometimes I don't pay for it but I went to games when I could and I watched them a lot because they were so good. They won so many games. I was like, this is the best team I've ever seen. Maybe like ever. Like there were so many studs. They'd be losing like four, three in the seventh and like two home runs. You're like, oh my God. It must I mean, be I- nice knowing all those pitches. <laughs> you know what I mean? To know. If you really know as a pro baseball player, what the changeup is. is coming or just the fastball and the position of it maybe sometimes too. Like, are you kidding? They're the best hitters in the world. And and if they know the pitch that's coming, it's, it's like, like softball. It's I mean, softball. It's dry. Drunken Sunday beer league <laughs> softball, knowing what the pitch is. And I believe that the Astros and the Red Sox should have their World Series stripped from both of them. And, and how about the utter goal of this guy, this president of the Red Sox the other day, coming out saying it affected nothing. Our cheating had nothing to do with us winning the World Series. Like, you know what, dude? I'm going to punch you in the face. Shut your mouth. And the same thing goes from the guy in Houston. The owner had the audacity to come out and say it had no bearing on them winning the World Series. It had everything to do with them winning the World Series. In fact, I think the Dodgers deserved... Dodgers are pissed. They deserved the World Series. They should give it to them. They probably should. I think the Astros and Red Sox should both be stripped of the World Series. It's funny. They do it in the Olympics. They do it in uh, college basketball. And they won't do it in baseball. I think it makes baseball look ridiculous. You know what this reminds me of? Pharrell, I don't know if you remember, the ref in the NBA like 10 years ago. Donnie. Donnie. And he's like, I rigged these games. And there was a couple other. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop talking. Like, yeah. They kind of went under the rug. I mean, that was a ref. But this is a team that was completely cheating. I mean, they were cheating. I'll say it as a Sox fan. Do you think that he'll ever manage again? Because he lost his job, and he said, I accept my suspension. I mean, these suspensions are a joke. Well, he's done. First of all, he got fired. Second of all, he's out for a year. 
He's probably loving life that baseball's in jeopardy because of the Pharrell Demick oh, yeah, yeah, uh, virus. Yeah, yeah. The guy Hinch and him and the GM, they're all probably like, well, how do you like me now? Because you're not playing either. He's probably loving life. But do you believe someone's actually going to hire him again as he a manager? He might get hired as an assistant somewhere. So I'm not but as a manager. No, never. Done. Because he's a cheater. Look at what's-his-face uh, on the Mets getting fired immediately. Beltran. Beltran. Do I mean, you they believe? Like, Goodbye. Well, because he was cheating with them. Yeah. The, I mean, they were all cheating together. So do you believe that, cheated, um, <laughs> that you could actually envision someone being stupid enough to hire a blatant liar and cheater. What's worse, the steroid scandal or being a cheater? I think an admitted lying, stealing thief. Yeah, I think the cheating. I mean, what do I care if everyone in the league's on juice? 80% 80% of the league was on juice. And how about your boy? Now, let's get real here. How about your boy, Poppy? He's another one that lies through his teeth. He was on the Mitchell Report, but no one ever says that he did it. For some and reason, they never no, talk one, about no one wanted to bust his Because everybody loves so. his big, fat ass. And he's so popular. And then now that he got shot, he's even more popular. People love him even more because he survived getting shot. I don't want anyone to get shot, ever. No one. And I like Big Poppy. I think he's a clown. I think he's a character. But all I have to say is he did it, too. And to hear that guy talk about the pitcher from the A's that narked everybody out, to say he's a narc and a backstabber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny coming from him, the liar that he is. You got to admit he was on it, too. So what's worse, doing steroids or cheating? I think in baseball and in football and and, and, all sports. And you can add the Black Sox scandal in 1919, whatever. What's worse? Those guys are broke. I don't blame those guys. I don't blame them. That's not not even in the same strategy. But it's the same thing. They cheated in the World Series. They cheated. They threw games to get money. They threw games to get money. Guys don't have to do that anymore. These guys cheated. To get contracts. To get Money and to win World Series rings and championships. You know, in my opinion, when you win, you're idolized forever in Boston. When you're the Patriots, you're set for life. Look at Teddy Bruschi. The guys made a living off of winning Super Bowls. He was a really good player and everything. But did you think that his entire life would ever be set, I mean, forever, by just being a player? No. But when you win all them Super Bowls, you're set for life. And then you win World Series. No one ever forgets you. But what about when you cheat? Yeah, I think, you know... Everybody in some type of way did steroids or some sort of HGH in baseball and in football. It's kind of a known thing. Some guys abused it more than others, but I think they're stealing signals. It's just outright insane. So when you saw them trade bets and then your best pitcher, Sales arm fell off, and you knew last year that he wasn't throwing 100 miles an hour anymore. He was throwing like 94, that something was wrong. Everyone was saying that his arm was shot, and he kept lying and saying he was fine. What did you think when you found out they were losing bets because they thought they'd lose him no matter what. The Nationals did the same thing with Rendon. Rendon, they kept him. They knew he was leaving, but they kept him anyway. They never traded him, and they won a World Series. And they did it against the cheating Astros, too. By the way, <laughs> I guarantee you they cheated in 18 and 19, 17, 18, and 19, and they finally got beat. Yeah. And God only knows if the Nationals were cheating, but here's the deal. Why not keep bets? At the very least, for the fans, he's the best player in Boston. Maybe in in baseball. Best player in the league. Okay, so how do you get rid of him? And then, and just because they did, I think the other guy's arm fell off as bad luck. It was a precursor to bad luck. You know, it's funny. Black cloud. They would be so bad for three years. They were the worst team in baseball, worst team in the baseball, then win the championship. And then they'd suck again. I don't know if they were cheating or they did roids to get back into shape. Of course they were cheating. That's all they do in Boston is cheat. (laughs)
<laughs> they were cheating. I mean, we all know they cheat now and everything. They were probably cheating when they came down 3-0 to the Yankees. They cheated their way through that. God only knows what they did there. Maybe they drugged them. Maybe they drugged the Yankees with morphine or fentanyl. If you keep doing bad things, the story's going to leak out sooner or later. And there's that special I watched on Florida steroids. Was it a fast screwball? You ever yeah, seen that? that was great. It's fascinating. It was I mean, great. A-Rod is just a straight-up cheater. I mean, But how about that guy? He's the biggest cheater in the history of the world. He's doing better than him right now. What's he worth? $5 billion? I mean, he's doing better and than he's anybody. he's got her. And like, I mean, I would switch places with him. He's like, on every <laughs> television network in the world. ESPN, Fox. He's buying the Mets. He's got a smoking oh hot wife. It all worked out, man. Oh he's getting God. all kinds oh. of leg. He's I mean, on Shark Tank. She's got more money than him. Not that the two of them. They're richer than Tom and Giselle. It really is. Who do, you think, the Mets? who do you think's a hotter couple? I think J-Lo's so hot. And he's a pretty handsome guy, too. But do you think Tom Brady's better looking than him? I think so, yeah. More like oh, as yeah. a oh, handsome yeah. fella? Yeah, he's a more handsome guy. Yeah, no doubt. So when did you start becoming a country music sensation? Uh, you know what? You started singing. I started noticing you were playing guitar and singing love songs. For some stupid reason, just... I've always played the guitar on my own, screwing around. And like during this pandemic, people like send me a tune. Everybody just sit at home like like we are. And I just started sending to jams. And then my parents are stuck down in Florida. And my father loves country music. He loves Johnny Cash. So I sent him to him. Were you doing a song a day? Or what a was the plan? A song a day, something like that. Yeah. Were they all your songs? Or did you do remixes of like, you know, Willie Nelson? Well, they were all old country songs. I do a little rendition of it sometimes. What's your favorite country song? Let me hear it. Give me a little verse from one of the songs. A long time forgotten. The dreams of it fell by the road give me another one the good life she's promised ain't what she's living today do you like kenny chesney ah not really no these modern guys but i, have I a think hard time chesney's pretty cool have you ever heard his chesney channel on sirius no, no shoes yeah Network. it's pretty good I, you know what i do once in a while i put that on and i enjoy it i don't really like country when i drive to boston i, I listen to nettle i listen to lithium but I, what's I, next I, you're gonna go to watch the cmas <laughs> I don't know. Like a buddy of mine said, I learned that Eric Church guy. I didn't really know anything by him. So I'm just looking through the internet. Everything. I'm sitting there all day. Who's your favorite country artist? It was Waylon Jennings probably. But now, like nowadays. I like Midland down in Texas. Do you like Midland? that Blake Shelton guy that's with the chick, Gwen Stefani? It's just something about him. He's just so chill. He seems like a cool guy. Seems cool. It all sounds the same to me. A lot of this country music. After right. A while. Who's the guy that does the commercials with Peyton Manning? The country star that does the nationwide. Yeah, what's nationwide his I like that guy, too. Uh, what's, what's his name? He's married uh, to the hot Brad girl. Paisley? Uh, Brad Paisley? Is that him? He's married to the girl from, uh, she's getting married with Steve Martin. Remember her? Right. She was cute. He's married to her. He's cool. I like him. I just think all those tunes, I'm almost jealous at how easy those songs are. So you know? um, did you think that the Bruins were going to win the Stanley Cup because they were like the best team in the league? You know, it's funny you say that. Going back in history, I wonder how many times at this time of the year they were in first place. They were always in first place. You know, they have more playoff wins, I think, than anybody Ever. Original six. But they would never win the cup. It was always Montreal. Yeah, that it was the Montreal or just like But then, you know, that they became the ire and the heel for the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs can't beat the Bruins. You own them. Yeah, yeah. Like as much as Montreal owned the original six and how they won twenty four like Stanley yeah. Cups. It's insane. They're the last Canadian team to win it, and I think they beat the LA Kings. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Yeah. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.